welcome to a very special edition of RuPaul's Drag Race. Our um, postgraduate study, if you will, of All Stars Two. I am joined as always. He was on a he was on a he was on a private phone call with someone on the side uh, with uh, After Buzz TV superstar Jay Ellis. Hello, Jay Ellis. Hello. How are you? Who are you talking <laughs> yeah. to? Who else is in my house right now? I don't know, but you <laughs> just literally in. you just literally told me, oh, he's on a call. He he is, and I think he heard his name, so he came downstairs he's like what? And he's in a uh he's in uh a like workout shorts, oh. a button down, and a tie. And I'm like, why are you dressed half formal and half like in sweat? He's like, Oh no, it's like a formal event. I'm like, okay. on Zoom? <laughs> okay. That's weird. Why, yeah. also, how kind of lame like you know what it's not surprising that his friends are gonna have a formal you don't even know i i go i'm busy i have to do something else <laughs> something more important i have to talk about people impressing impersonating yeah. other people on a yeah. show where everybody impersonates we're, each other we're drag queens yeah impersonate women impersonate other people you know um it's i remember chris one time and chris Mercedes gotten a little bit of a tiff in front of me because Chris was telling this story about when he was like in his early twenties and he lived in England. He lived in England. He moved to England. When he was like thirteen. He went to boarding yeah. school or something at twelve or something. And that uh, he, he and his friends, they had a friend who had like this country house and this, and but you could only go there at certain times because then the the tide would rise and you had to take a plane to go there. But but you could drive on when the tide was low. And they stood in this old house on this old property and uh, at dinner, you had a black tie affair. And Mercedes was like, how many people were there? And she was like, six of us or something. She was like, and you had to wear a black tie? He was like, yeah. And she goes, I would have said no. I would have refused. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. This sounds like something in Spirited Away. Like, (laughs) you have to go at a certain time to get the black tie. But those are all of Chris's stories. All of, oh, they're always like that. What a life. Yeah. What a life. Uh, but, you know, we're not here to talk about my friend Chris. We're here to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 2. And, like I said, it, it's a casual thing. I, did, I feel like we had some unfinished business, right, from Episode 1. But we were like, ah, we'll talk about it uh, on Episode 2. Mm-hmm. Right? I, yeah. What are you going to say? Well, I kind of think that we didn't have really resolution on if there was actually clarity on how the voting was going to go down. And it's funny that you say that, Jay, because today I said I needed more time because I was like, oh, shit, I never pulled that audio. But I have pulled the audio when I've made it into one. It's from actually from episodes one and two. This is oh. one and two because the conversation carries over. And I thought before we even get into this episode, why don't we so why don't we talk about that? How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's start with that, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll get into a door and the snatch game and all that, okay? But, uh, okay, so this is going to be, so what this is, is going to be uh, a big chunk of this, and the majority of it is a conversation that takes place just as the girls have walked into the workroom after getting the shocking news about that they'll be eliminating each other, and they're trying to work out what that means. Then there's a short 30-second clip when a conversation continues the next day during Elimination Day in Episode 2. All right? Okay. All right. So here we go. 
I do not envy you guys at all. I would not want to be in your fucking shoes. We're eliminating our sister. We're eliminating, exactly, that's the thing. And, you know, what do you do? Eliminate competition? Or do you eliminate do you, somebody because you, you think they were weak? Do you think they're the weakest, or do you eliminate the strongest to... Or is this your time? Well, let me stop right there. Is it weird that I can tell all the voices and who they are? Can you as well? Yes, yeah. We have Detox, we've got Katya. Yeah, we've got... Roxy and Ginger was in there for a second. Uh-huh, yeah. yep. Uh, now, one of the things I noticed when I was editing this audio-wise and visually is this is definitely Frankenstein together because in a lot of the shots, Detox is sitting there. And then at certain points, you're, Tatiana, especially when she's talking, you hear Detox talking in the background. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, she's not sitting one foot away from her talking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, so this, these are definitely – people are all over the place during this. But here we go. And if you squeak by just because of a friendship, don't you think, like, right. the um, backlash from that is going to yeah. be worse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It well, needs yeah. to be fair. This, Which is sort of a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of yeah. things to come, especially because we know Roxy squeaks by continuously because of a friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. Sucks. Yeah. But a decision has, has to be to. made. My perspective is you have to base it off of the challenge itself. That yes. seems like the only way we can find some fairness out of this entire crazy thing that Rue has thrown at us. Yes. yes. If there's a week where you feel like I was like booger, mm-hmm. send me home. There it is. <laughs> well, we'll talk about this. I feel she should have been sent home episode three. This is Roxy? Yeah. Yeah. Her snatch game was horrible. I think... Well, that's not, we'll talk about that on episode... No, no, no. It's episode today. It's today, actually, isn't it? Yeah, that's Snatch. Yeah. She, snatch was technically episode two. Oh, yeah. It's next episode. Oh, never mind. You're right. No, no, no. It is episode two. You're right. No, no, no. So let's talk about this episode. She was horrible. Let's remind. So she did... She was originally going to do Sophia, but then was talked out of it, we can assume, by Fifi, who goes... Mm-hmm. I'm worried about your accent. <laughs> the saboteur. Her her inner saboteur was the outer Fifi. saboteur, Fifi O'Hara. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she switched from Sophia Vergara, who I mean, she had the wig, the makeup, the dress on. Like she was ready to walk out on stage. And then I think uh Katya says last minute decision changes to Alaska, which was not didn't get any of the references, didn't even have like the cadence of the dragging of the voice, like the really low, like no. vocal cry. No. It, there was no characterization. So this was, and uh, her, I'll remind people too, her runway was, it was latex on the runway. And she had the very long black gothic look with the very 90s over parted uh, hair. So mm-hmm. I think her runway was solid, but her, her snatch game was terrible. But on the flip side, she goes up against Tatiana. Mm-hmm. I feel they did in the editing Tatiana dirty. And that I don't think that her snatch game was as terrible as they made it seem. I agree. And her outfit was pretty fierce, right? Uh, she had like kind of a bat wing sleeve where it, she was like doing the Vampirella type thing as mm-hmm. well, where it was big hair, uh, black with the mini skirt. And like, do you know what I'm talking about? When I say that like a bat wing yeah. um, sleeve. So it was, it was, it was fine. It was compared to like, when you see what detox pulled out, <laughs> anybody compared to detox, yeah. is like whatever, but she was better than like a Fifi O'Hara who was wearing rubber duckies. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Uh, okay. Let's carry on here. This is about the elimination. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of what they said negative, I didn't agree with. And if I'm going to have to be 
the judge at the end of the day. Like, I'm going off of what I'm thinking and not necessarily what the judges are saying. But, you know, that's why the other professionals. So, who said that? Roxy. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. But they're the professionals. Yeah. And then it cuts to the, them going like, yeah, this drink is delicious. You know, the, uh, the RuPaul yeah. going to like the Foster Brook school of acting like an alcoholic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Tati makes a really, really good point. A lot of this comes back to haunt them later, you know? Yeah. And Tatiana, I mean, the way when you put, when you give the players the power, it kind of shifts the dynamic where I think there's people, there's contestants like Alaska and even Katya who want to remain in good graces with wow, RuPaul, Michelle, who are going to play the game and make those decisions for the producers and say, look, I know that you wanted to get, if you put three people on the bottom this week, I kind of think you guys wanted to get rid of ginger this week. I'm going to go ahead and do that for you. Yeah. Or, you know, like I think, I don't know. It just seemed like they were playing the game of the producers and of, RuPaul's still like just trying to stay in their pocket. Cause I think that Alaska and Katya get a lot out of being a part of that RuPaul family. Mm-hmm. A lot of gigs come from wow. Let's say a few weeks down the line, there's someone that you know could totally kick you off. Things can change. Like we could totally be like, nope, she's going to probably send me home next week. I'm going to send her home now. That's what would suck. Would, Bitch, I could have sent you home that- and now you just want to send me home because you're spiteful. Okay, well. Well, it's not even necessarily spiteful, more so than being strategic. What's the point she's trying to make there, Jay? Explain it to me. She's saying it's kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar. I'm going to make a comparison to a show called The Weakest Link, which mm-hmm. has a comeback coming back. Where oh, it you, does? you may not, or even Survivor the does same this. Lady? Or, Huh? With the same lady? No, she's not. I wish. It's actually Jane Lynch is hosting it. Oh, she'd be terrible at that. It it doesn't have the same bite, but, you know, that's a different story. I think that what she's saying is when you are in the finals of a reality show, you can either take, in Survivor, they call it a goat, which is a person that was drug along, like, barely hanging on to the competition and has no chance of winning. So it really gives you a good chance at taking the crown or or the million dollars, whatever the prize is. Mm -hmm. And so I think what Tatiana is saying is it's not out of spite. It's out of strategy. I want the $100,000. So if I bring Roxy Andrews all the way to the end, who did booger boots, mm-hmm. the judges of course are hopefully not going to crown Roxy Andrews. So do you think that's what Alaska's plan was by dragging booger boots all the way to the end? I don't think it was solely on Alaska's shoulders. I think that really, when you look at the final four of this season, three out of the four, I think really worked hard to get there. Um, it would have been really fierce to have Alyssa in there in place of Roxy, but I don't think that that was the strategy at that point. Mm-hmm. I think Alaska knew it was in the bag for her at that point. I don't think that the decision to send someone home will always be based on the challenge or the critiques. Can you hear it? Which no, but it's it's so funny because it is Frankenstein. She's like, I don't think the challenge is based <laughs> on, and you're like, okay. Hey, yeah. like <laughs> it's just bizarre to hear it all edited when you don't have the visual. Yeah. When you're really tuned into just the audio, it really changes it. I think later on people will choose friendships. I think alliances will definitely start to factor in and girls will start kicking off other girls who they feel are a threat. Anything could happen in this situation. This is the thing. If we stick to critiques and everybody say that that's what we're going to do, then you know already who's going home. Do you know who you're sending home? If we stick to critiques, I'm going to hear this. 
If we stick to critiques, then we already know who we're sending home. Oh, do you know who you're sending home? No. I want to have the conversation <laughs> with all three girls just for a quick second. And it's all brunch. No. Okay. Now, this is the end of the Elimination Day talk in episode uh, two. Now we're going, no, episode one. Now we're going to episode two. And the reason that this is important, it's not much difference, it's more specific. But Alyssa is involved in this conversation. Now, by by the way, in the previous conversation, in different shots, okay, Alyssa is sitting there. Sometimes she's not, sometimes she is, okay? Also, when Tatiana was doing that whole, like, people are going to start choosing friends, they do, the editors do, in a very shady way, show Detox, Alaska, and Roxy in that. We know that starts to become true. So now we're in episode two, and now it's at the workroom table, I'm going to say at the makeup um and at the at the mirror, and Alyssa's there. Katya, they're all there. They're all sitting there. Mm-hmm. But you're going to hear Alyssa's voice in this one because I believe later on Alyssa says she never agreed to this. Correct? Yeah. Here we go. What do you guys think about like the strategy and like how you're going to vote people off? Are you guys still going to go with the weakest link? And if I win, I'm eliminating the strongest competitor. Are you? Are you being serious? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now is it whoever's weakest in the challenge or challenge? Plus runway or challenge divided by runway times two. Whoever accumulates the most points. All right. It's It's an accumulative contest. But that's a really good question. What factor does the runway play? If it's a tie, you got to break it with the runway. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Alyssa's laying the rules down. Yeah, Alyssa's the one that laid the rules down. I never agreed to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you made up the rules. Um, I'm trying to. I mean, I I'll be like transparent. I have watched this season so many times, and I know that Alyssa sends Fifi home mm-hmm. um, on the double Shantae you stay with her and Tatiana, but I don't remember what the challenge was or what the runway is. So I'm excited to see when that comes back. What what the challenge was or what they were doing? Oh, it was the product, right? No, I guess pro- that was the following mm. episode. They had to make their own product. We'll get I don't there. Remember and- what the episode is? Yeah, I don't remember what that episode yeah. is. Um, I feel like they had to work. They had to work in teams, though. It was like a team. They team. did. And God, what was it? Oh, it was the comedy challenge, wasn't it? Because Alyssa is, or yeah, Alyssa's paired up with Alaska, and they're doing the the stand up, and she's like, "Ooh, burn." Oh, I think you're right. I think you're. Yeah. Right. I think it is the comedy challenge. Yeah. Um. Okay. Very good. Um. All right. Well, let's get to the meat and potatoes of episode two. Like I said, uh, just to repeat from the last episode, we're not so concerned with every little beat of this episode. I'm, I'm concerned with the more broader topics that were that that do, uh, you know, have that a conversation needs to be had, especially in the context not only of the episode of the series and of the season as all backwards, but also the whole show. And so. Um, and I think a big one here is Adore Delano quitting the show just as it starts up. They got their snatch game assignments. You can tell, and you said you've seen this a bunch of times. You can tell she's she's plastering on a smile, but she it's hard for her. She's struggling as soon as she gets in. And uh, do you think she knows she's going to quit? Oh, yeah. I think the moment she walked off the stage from the first critique, even when they're sitting backstage, when they're – I think uh, – Alyssa says, I'm so happy I got a one-way ticket to the back row with my safe. And then they started laying in on you, and they go to a door. And a door is already shut down completely, I think, made up her mind and thinking, mm-hmm. how do I do this 
with grace and get out of this competition where I don't want to be anymore. I think she even made the decision when she's up for elimination and telling Roxy, I don't belong here. Yeah. But then why not, why not pull a Ben de la Creme? Why not quit right then? I, I, there may have been a conversation with producers and they say, look, come in tomorrow, see how you feel and whatever. And then we can address that if you want to. Cause I, every interview you see, I think it's still like a fresh wound and she cries in every confessional. So I think that it was a decision made up, but they weren't making it easy for her to leave. They would not just like let her go. Mm-hmm. I think they knew, they know the power of Adora Delano. They did not want to lose Adora on the show. Well, also to, to, to give credence to what you just said, RuPaul and classic, you know, Emmy award winning, uh, host RuPaul walks up and she's like, why are your eyes red? <laughs> I haven't been prompted on this at all. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. You see, I thought you were perfectly happy and fine. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, do you have clips of this conversation? I don't know how you want to talk about this. Cause no, I think we could do you go. Think, do you think it's an important conversation? I pull it up while we talk about it. No, it's really, it's, I don't think it is. I mean, pretty much if people, and again, you have a full rundown of this show. So if you haven't heard the breakdown of yeah. all stars Two, go back and listen to that. And there are clips but in there. Yeah. There's clips in there. So, but I think the gist of it is Adore had made up her mind. They called, they told RuPaul this and RuPaul said, like, knows that Adore is a fan favorite and wants to keep all these queens are, have fans that are attached to the show. So that's viewership and that's people rooting for, you know, these queens and they're going to be selling a product at DragCon. So they really want to make money using these queens. I think that RuPaul knew that there was no escape, but they would not let Adore out of this. And they, I don't know if they held a contract over her head or if they said, if you leave, you know, I don't know. I feel like reality shows can be like nasty about it. And so they said, let's make it so hard to make her leave. So let's bring in RuPaul. Let's bring in Michelle and then like let her make her decision after that. The one thing I will say is that maybe there was a sort of production crisis, so to speak, is clearly Michelle didn't know she was being called in that day. And like, yeah. Michelle, get your ass here and hear from the Valley. Because she shows up with, like, little to no makeup on and giant yeah. sunglasses, her hair pulled back and, like, you know, juicy sweat, couture, juicy couture sweatpants, you know. Yeah. And um, so – or maybe – or do, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they found out the reason. I don't know what happened, but they were like, you got to get your ass down here. But um, I guess my question to you – I will say during this, when I watch it this time, when, when RuPaul says, is there anything I can say that will let, that will make you, that will convince you to stay? She's like, cause I'll, I'll, if you, if you just tell me what it is, I'll, I'll say, say it. Yeah. And I'll, I, if she was so funny, if Adore was funny, I'd be like, Adore Delano, you're the winner of all star season two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess I, you know, I, I had a very strong opinion then. And I think my opinion probably hasn't changed, but I don't know if it's as strong. But what is your, do you think Adore made the right decision? If it comes down to mental health and happiness, uh, it seemed like for Adore that was the right move. I don't, I'm, if I could take the reunion out of my head, I wish I could. But at the reunion, she says, I wish I hadn't done that. Um, but I think that she said she wished she hadn't left. She does. Yeah. At the reunion, she says, I, I wish it, it, I hadn't done it. Maybe I'll do All Stars three and like makes a joke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's, it's gotta be so strange for these Queens who have a working relationship with Michelle every night touring. And then imagine this 
friend that you kiki with telling you that your drag is busted and that you're doing everything wrong. And she even says, Michelle, you went a little ham. Like you kind of went in and it felt, it felt personal. And I think that Adore just didn't realize what the, what a second go around in the competition meant. I don't think there was intimidation though. Cause it, and Adore just doesn't seem like herself from season six, like even the confessionals and what they got out of her, it just didn't feel the same. Well, yeah. I mean, in the first go round, she was about 50 pounds lighter. Uh, also, uh, there is a twinkle in her eye that wasn't there in All Stars 2. Mm-hmm. There was a, well, because I think, you know, going back to what you were saying is in season six, she's this young, you know, ingenue, so to speak, who's trying to impress the producers and say funny things and be good television. And this time around, she knows them very well. This is not trying to win the job. She knows them and that, and it has that like, she's not trying as hard as she used to. And, um, and I think she's changed. She's evolved, you know, when, when also it's not only just trying to impress the producers, but trying to be young and cute for the, for the audience. And now she has just a much more blase. And I mean that actually in the original definition, a much more worldly view of the fans, the competition, what it means. I mean, this is a different, you're right. This is a different Adore Delano. And it also must be difficult. You know, she put up with it in season six where they were really hard on her in season six. Mm-hmm. And you're, and I think she even alludes to this, that like, why am I going to come? She probably was thinking to herself, like, why am I going to put up with this fucking bullshit again? Mm-hmm. She thought, Oh, they're doing this again. And they're probably not wrong. I mean, they did, they did it to Fifi too. Mm-hmm. Well, with the door too, her drag aesthetic was this, I mean, when she first walked into the room, she has the flannel tied around, she has the braids in her hair. I think that she was doing this very minimalist grunge 90s look, which is so cool, Mm -hmm. but it's not the show. I think RuPaul's Drag Race wants pageant. They want Mm -hmm. that pageantry and they don't want Mm -hmm. alternative drag in any, at least at this stage in the game. Mm -hmm. Now they kind of let it slide a little bit more with like, you know, we've seen Nina Bonita Brown come in with different, you know, a Georgia peach on her head or... um can you give me another example of like a person who's come in and kind of switched it up? But no, but what I'm saying is though, but I can't give you, I, I can't give you another example of someone who just doesn't seem like she's trying very hard. Nina, but Nina Brown, there's effort there. It's different, but there's effort. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody else. I'm trying to think of someone who went far, who like what we, it, it, adore. I mean, that was the big complaint about adore in season six was she didn't try very hard. At the time, he sort of forgave it because she was young and poor. But now it's like, no, but you've been making money and you're coming in, you know. There's also the aspect of look at who she was with, who, I mean, you look, I I always go to detox as my example for this. Look at the elevation of detox from season five to all stars two. You cannot find a fault in detox drag. I don't think like it is fits impeccable. I think that she's just, she's able to ride that line of camp meets fashion meets like, excellence i think everything that detox does on all stars 2 is pristine and i i imagine coming into it you're thinking okay well here's like this girl who can give you gowns who can give you latex who can give you like body suits and then i'm gonna come in with like a flannel and a t-shirt and they're gonna read me for that but that's my drag and i don't want to change it for this program Mm -hmm. and i rupaul i mean this may be like a bashing rupaul but i think rupaul kind of buries her own self and 
examples that we can pull where she says, I accept all drag in all shapes and sizes. And it's like, you don't actually mm-hmm. like you, you want it to be pretty and you, every person you've ever complimented is because they're cinched with a tiny waist. Like even Tatiana, the episode before, are you cinched? And like mm-hmm. Violet, when she comes out, she gasps, like she just wants a very thin, pretty drag queen. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she's used to. So to have this grunge look, I think they were going to keep reading her and reading her to filth on the stage. What's funny though, and maybe she didn't realize this is hard when you're in it. I feel they they had it in for a Dora Delano like to, to go very far. Like I actually really think that when you look at um what's that last song again? Reggie wrote last you. Song. Oh yeah. That's also meant for a door to be there. You know? Yeah. Uh and they and and they probably saw a door in the top four. I don't think they saw a door, door winning, but I think they definitely saw a door in the top four. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think they would have beat her up all the way over there, you know. But you know, speaking to that, going because you know her whole point is there are all these kids who look up to me. I think I brought this up originally, and I think I still hold true to this. You know, all these kids who look up to me and they write to me and they say that we love your drag and that's why we dress like you and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And I feel then, now this is just my own older person thinking here, but to me, that means then you stick it out and you don't change your aesthetic for the show. And if you leave on your own terms, then they hold you in even higher regard. Yeah. RuPaul is making the argument of what are your fans going to think when you leave the show and quit? And I put quit in like big air quotes and Adora is saying it's not so much quitting as standing up for myself and being believing in my drag. You you may not believe in it, but I do. You can, but you can still do that. And, uh, Stay on the show and see it out to the end. And I would say Sasha Velour was very true to her drag and it was something very different and, you know, was able to make it obviously very far. Mm -hmm. And I think people probably looked at when, when Sasha showed up on my screen, I thought this is like a gender fuck David Bowie Prince style thing where it's kind of queer and not really drag in its conventional form, but she was doing what she was doing and able to like make it. Uh, not allowed, but make it accessible to other people. But, you know, in the years since All-Stars 2, and Adore has toyed with ditching the drag and ditching the name and going back to it and the music career and the this and the that, and I'm very, like, curious. No, no, I'm curious. I, I remember I've seen on Reddit multiple times people saying, I went to Adora's show and she doesn't even try. Like it's just, she's wearing a jean and a wig and some makeup. And you know, a person who I won't name told me that he, he'd had conversations with Adora Delano and that she had told him she hates the drag. She doesn't want to be Adora Delano anymore. She wants to be Danny Noriega, you know, and you can't get that name recognition without a door. It's a, yeah, it's a catch 22. You get the fame, but only your alter ego. Yeah, I think she felt well, very at, trapped by that. 
this is a huge thing. Look at Paul Rubens. Look at Elvira, or not uh, Cassandra Peterson. Peterson. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, these are Elvira, Pee Wee Herman. We know their alter ego, which may be great for them. These performers who are able to like share their art, but then that's the box. Even I, I mean, I would even bring it down to there's a great uh, improviser named Stephanie Courtney who people know as Flo from Progressive. She mm-hmm. can't ever get another job because she's flow from progressive. It's we kind of put people in these boxes and we expect something. Mm-hmm. I think I don't I think I've gone off on a, on a tangent of these character actors, but Adore, I think, is it's Fifi also who's changed since their handle to uh I think it's Jeremy what's his last Jeremy, Jeremy I don't remember, but I know yeah. Yeah, so any I mean there there are people who are willing to make that jump and kind of ditch it, but mm-hmm. I don't know, it's 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 hard because this show I couldn't as much of a fan of the show I am, I know only a few of their uh, given names. I, I can name almost every drag queen that's been on the show, but I couldn't tell you their full real name. Hmm. Can, you even, do the, can you even do their first names? Can I do what? Their first names? Not a lot. I know that there's a lot of Justins and Brian's. <laughs> there are a lot of Justins and Brian. Alaska's a Justin. Katya's a Brian. Oddly, Trixie's a Brian. They're both, mm-hmm. remember, they're both called Brian. Um, okay, so we have Alaska. Detox? No idea. Adore, we I just told you Danny Noriega. Justin is Alyssa. Oh, yeah, Justin is Alyssa. Ginger? No clue. Roxy? I, I have no idea. See, this is what I'm saying. I can, if I know... I can pull it up. I can pull it up. They, whenever you go to Wikipedia, they give you their real names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, but I know Pierre. That's Nina Bonita Brown. Oh, it say. is? I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. You're like BFF with, with Pierre. With Nina Bonina. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a hard one to show like this where you're putting out a product and then you're stuck with this product. And I think that we've seen other contestants from the show. Like Trixie has said so many times, I love Trixie. I hate doing drag, but I love mm-hmm. the character. It's just, it, it does a lot of work. We require, we demand a lot of things from these queens to be these performers. Three hours to get ready just for like a, a little bit of a performance or an appearance. It's it's a tough job. Oh, and the All-Stars 2 one, they don't put their real names, but I can just click on them. So Alaska, we know. Oh, no, they do. Okay, so he's Justin Andrew Honard is Alaska. Detox is, oh, I knew this, Matthew Sanderson. I didn't know that. Uh, Katya is uh, Brian Joseph McCook. Roxy. Oh, interesting. Michael Feliciano. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, we know, is Justin Dwayne Lee Johnson. Tatiana? Justin? <laughs> Joey Santolini. Oh, I knew Joey, right. Yeah. Okay. Fifi is Jeremy Lee Carey. Carey, that's it. Okay. Ginger Minge is Joshua Allen Eads. Okay. Adore Delano is Danny Noriega. And Coco Montrese is Martin Cooper. I would have never... What a fu- See, isn't it kind of fun though to like this is it's so bizarre to hear yeah. that. Yeah, really so that's is. what I'm saying. I mean, it's just like we know the the ego, the alter egos, but we don't know the performer. So it's it's a hard box to and you you create this performer, and I think mm-hmm. that getting back to the adore stuff, it's just I think she thought she's putting out really good. She was like, if they don't like this, they're not going to like what I have. And we're not talking just outfits. I think her spirit was just broken after that first runway. Mm-hmm. And you told me last episode, I'm not sure when what the release schedule is for this, but hopefully people heard that first one, that Raven Simonier was the one who really broke her, which I would love mm-hmm. to just see the raw footage of what actually oh, went down. I know. I know. 
same with the Michelle talk. I would love to just see because she's talking like, I feel like Eeyore, I'm crying all the time. So yeah. this tells me that it was just drawn out. The producers would not just leave a door alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I 100% agree. Um, by the way, too, she said she was doing Jan, Jan Crouch for the Snatch Game, who was that Christian host. Um, what's funny is Jan Crouch is like super blonde, but she's working on a dark wig. Oh, I didn't even catch that. But which, which to me means maybe she had already packed her bags. And that's like, what I'm saying. To brush yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That's what I'm thinking too. She's like, I fuck yeah. this. I'm out of here. Like, okay, can you just do the table visit with Rue right now? We'll get Rue over here. And well, there's a lot of continuity issues on this one too because Roxy goes from wearing her wig at the mirror to when Adora comes back in. Everybody's basically de-dragged to listen to Adora say that she's leaving. So there's yeah. a lot of I think time problems that they had editing this yeah. episode but yeah so anyway I, I i do think that they probably set up the shots of adored already packed and they're like rue come back in here yeah uh oh, let's move on to the snatch game uh i don't know if you agree with me but i was watching I'm like this is it's almost unfair how good the snatch game is it's like mm-hmm. one of the strongest snatch games if no it's probably the best snatch game in the whole history of I've seen it so many times now that it's not funny because I know all the punchlines and the jokes. Yeah. But at the time, I remember, I think the only weak link I could really point to is uh, Roxy as yeah. Alaska. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Detox's Nancy Grace was so bad. And I don't think that Ariana Grande was so bad. I, I agree. I don't think Ariana was a bad one either. And you can even hear, that. I don't know if they tried to take this out or what, but there's a part where Tatiana breaks Mm-hmm. Because of what Detox says about where is the dog's body? Like she's yeah. hitting her. And they they cut to Tatiana laughing. And you could hear Detox say, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Because I think Detox didn't want her to break character. And it's just, it's kind of a fun little catch. Oh, I got to go back and watch. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah because she because she didn't know what to say. Yeah. But uh, but the, the part that I mean, could they play the shade rattle when she's doing the quiet scene? You know, but that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's like a note so so high that you can't even hear it. <laughs> yeah. I really wish that she had candy glass. I mean, this is a huge ask, but if she could have like shattered glass at some, like just mm-hmm. with her hands or something, I mean, it would have been funny, but I got the joke. I mean, to yeah. me, it landed. And it's funny because we haven't seen many pop stars be good, but I thought mm-hmm. the nouns answer was funny. Her licking the donut was very topical of Ariana yeah. Grande. The look was perfection. She yeah. looked great. It was great. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Mae West. Uh, Alaska is oh. Mae West. In my opinion, one hundred percent perfect snatch game character, like just perfection. And we've had extensive talks about how it is you you take an old figure that we don't know anything about, make them blue, and you're gonna have gold for RuPaul at least. Yeah. And I yeah. think anybody, like if uh, Miss Cracker had the foresight to do, who did she? Dorothy Parker is that her name? Yeah, but yeah, okay. I think she. I think you're right. She. I think she did do Dorothy Parker. Uh huh. Okay. Imagine her doing her, but as a horny old woman. RuPaul would have lost it. But that's where that's where Dorothy Parker was not a good choice because Dorothy Parker for that time was kind of I guess Mae West was though too. You know, Dorothy Parker. The, the tricky thing with Dorothy Parker though is Dorothy, and and this is the, the trap you're playing. I don't know if you should know about her. Is she was known as a great wit. So if you're not that witty, you know, uh, then it's going to fall flat. It's going to fall flat. I mean, she's the one who there was some sort of contest. I don't remember what the game they were playing at the Algonquin round table when they gave her, 
Uh, I don't remember what the you what look she like had to the do. man from um, Pan's Labyrinth right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she had. But I remember her answer. Whatever the the thing was, you could lead a whore to water. No, you could lead a whore to. Was it a whore to water? But you can't make her think. That sounds right. I don't yeah. know much. I actually didn't know much about that character when Miss Cracker did it, or not that character, that person yeah. when Miss Cracker did it. And I don't feel like I was educated. Yeah, super, super. Like you, you read her like witty things that she said, and you're like, oh. Yeah, so how do you pull that off? And mm-hmm. also, how do you let people know who it is? I don't remember how Miss Cracker did it. What did she do with her? I don't remember. I think that speaks to it because I don't remember either. So yeah. obviously nothing that was memorable. But And Alaska was great because she had the, the lines, the references of Mae West, but made them updated and talked about the, the clinic. And like, it's funny because Ross says what I think. Whenever I think Mae West now, I think of Alaska doing Mae West. It's not yeah. my immediate jump isn't to Mae West. It's very fun. No. And then I think, you know, uh, Benda LaCram took a lesson from Alaska's playbook and he did when he came back, he did Paul Lind. And I think he sort of did a similar thing with Paul Lind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was like, the, yeah, go ahead. The, the trick to Snatch Game 2 that I really love is Alaska inserts her her quips not only to RuPaul but to other people which takes a really fine-tuned performer to know I'm not stepping on your lines I'm actually here to maybe get you involved and I'm I'm going to involve myself but you can also play with me and I'm happy to like have that you know improv with you where she turns to Katya and she goes oh see, come see me later bubbles and it's just because <laughs> Katya has a prop and it's just yeah. like now Katya has an option of blowing more bubbles or can say like whatever she wants to say back and as Bjork. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of Alaska is a, if you're studying for snatch game, Alaska is a great one to look to. Yeah. But like, now let's talk about to me, a very close second uh, for my favorite person on this panel. And then we, I want to come back to Katya too, <laughs> but the problem, I don't think, I don't, I, I, I really wonder if Alyssa Edwards is, cognizant of how funny she is in this but Alyssa Edwards Edwards as Joan Crawford is Barbara please Barbara please now see RuPaul could have said um, Twisted Tiny is so twisted she did blank and if Alyssa was pre-planning and she was just like what did you say Joan Crawford she goes Barbara please and RuPaul was just laughing I mean there was no cohesion in her answer well, but it seemed like someone told her do Joan Crawford you know yeah. and just hear what Joan Crawford said and just say them and she had no idea what she was saying because it's a part I mean and RuPaul just cries with laughter she goes like this ain't my first time <laughs> and then she goes where where at the snatch game <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was really concerned for Alyssa because I was just, I, I feel like I was just seeing Alyssa in her Joan Crawford. I, you know, I just, I, should I be honest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing Fifi, telling her where Fifi's like, I just, I feel like it's just Alyssa, which is true. I don't think that's a bad note. I do think it's just Alyssa reciting Joan Crawford. <laughs> but that's what makes it so fucking funny. It is. It's, it's funny for all the wrong reasons. It's just, it's, it's technically an example of what not to do because Alyssa's not listening at all to no. the questions she and just has, has pre-planned. Line. She had pre-planned yeah. lines that she's going to say. And she's going to squeeze them in. Now, let's talk about Katya as Bjork. Your thoughts? Well, I don't want to reveal your thoughts, but... How do you know my thoughts? Brought, I think I already know exactly what you're going to say. Katya's come under fire because in season seven, she did Susie Orman. And mm-hmm. on this one, she did Bjork, which are two characters made famous by Kristen Wiig. And not only is Katya doing 
these characters, she's doing them in the style of Kristen Wiig doing these characters, which one hand could be really smart because they kill when Kristen Wiig is doing them. So if you take what's working, don't fix it, you know, like may, may as well take it and make it your own. Is that, you, did I take you, the so word? You've, so you've repeated my opinion, but what's your yeah. opinion? My opinion, I think her Susie Orman is a little bit more successful. I think that character is more fun to have because Bjork is just a, um, I don't know, isn't as fun to me. I think the jokes have all been made about Bjork, but who knows? Who cares? I think Katya did a good job, though. Like, the, (laughs) have you ever heard Bjork speak? Like, do you know the tone that she had? Like, the one day. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like super slow. So I don't know. The cadence was there. The makeup and hair and everything was great. So I think Katya did a good job for, you know, being a Kristen Wiig character. Mm hmm. I will say doing Bjork this time around was more leaning into who Katya became because I will say season seven, she's hold, she's holding back on the absurdity, and then after she becomes popular, she leans in to the absurdity, mm-hmm. and Bjork played into Katya's absurdity, you know, and um, we could do a whole series on the the charm of Katya. Because I was actually just, you know, showing Trixie and Katya to a a friend who's my age but doesn't watch Drag Race. And she's like, oh, so they're huge with the young people? And I was like, oh, yeah, young people love them. Mm -hmm. I go, they have this show called, oh, I helped them look it up. And I think she looked up that or the Netflix thing. I don't remember what it was. And she was just like, am I missing something or something? And I feel the same way. I don't get it. I see where the jokes are. I know what the jokes are. But I just don't get why kids are so fucking apeshit over them. Yeah. But you got Crystal Method, which I feel like has the same, it has like a Katya. And not to compare Queens because I don't love doing yeah. that, but I feel like there's a hold that Crystal Method had on this last season over people. And she kind of grabbed those, those same type of fans. She itched that scratch. And I just scratched that itch. And maybe this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe, 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 maybe you help me answer the question, which is Crystal Method is a Mexican American, and there is in Mexican American culture an absurd sense of humor that I understand. But maybe I don't understand, in a dog whistle sort of sense, a white absurd sense of humor. No, I, I understand. I get what she's doing. It's funny. I can see the beats. It just doesn't make me laugh. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know? no, I get it too. Katya's, uh, she came out, uh, I I think I told you last week, I have just finished season seven. And I think Katya was a standout on season seven. And I think on All Stars 2, we get a case for why she is so popular. Um, but it's not the, she's not the one I actively seek out for laughs and giggles and yeah. stuff. No, you're right. Uh, real quick, I just remember that Crystal Method showed up as a pinata for the finale. And that is <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, there are weird things that, that always make me laugh. I always remember, and it's not a big, I always talk about this. It, no one makes a big deal about it, but in the opening of season four, Sharon is doing her opening number in a Party City costume. I think it's so <laughs> yeah. fucking brilliant. But she changes it out of, after the opening number, she changes out of it. So you don't see it. Yeah. Anymore. I think it's so fucking brilliant. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's, let's, uh, are there any like big thoughts on episode two that we didn't hit? We're coming up here on the, um, well, we get a little bit more about, you had 
before we recorded, I believe you were playing a clip about Fifi talking mm-hmm. about how she doesn't really want to vote out Queens just for the paycheck yeah. for the $10,000 that she thinks that the, the relationships are better. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's saying this from experience saying, look, I know what, what happened to my reputation after season four. And I'm going to stop can't. you there for a second. What Jay's talking about happened off the air, but I played a, a clip for Jay about, yeah. Where Fifi was talking about yeah, what you just said. Yeah. Cause, you, yeah. cause I'm going to get things like, what did you cut out of the show? I don't know what Jay's talking about. Like, oh yeah. No, this is just for, just for my ears only. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifi's talking, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown. She, they're having a mirror chat before the runway and they're mm-hmm. saying, have you thought any more about the strategy that you're going to put forward toward mm-hmm. uh, voting out people? And Fifi says, well, for me, it's going to be hard because I don't know if a paycheck of $10,000 is worth it because I'm, we're going to make that. Let's be real. We're yeah. going to earn that back in the long run, but friendships are going to be ended potentially over this. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's Alyssa and Katya high-fiving each other saying, I'm here for the money. I don't care what, what, what bridges I burn. Yeah. And I think that comes from a place of like a, a privileged standpoint of Alyssa and Katya have fans. They're not going to lose people based on who they get rid of. We're not going to mm-hmm. see like the backlash Naomi face for getting rid of Manila because mm-hmm. Manila has, I think more fans maybe than Naomi did at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fifi's probably coming at it as I need to make sure that my reputation stays pristine over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know how that worked out for her. Well, let me ask you this: you know, uh, so Tatiana and um, and no, no, they're in the bottom. It's Tatiana. who goes head to head. Oh, it's Alaska and Katya are in the top two. Yeah, none of Katya's lip syncs really do it for me this season. So this is a very mediocre lip sync to me. Uh, but did you have any big thoughts on it? The lip sync itself? Yeah, the lip sync itself. Uh, it was cool that Alaska wanted movement, so she cuts off. She has, like, the little scissors, and she cuts through the latex. I thought that was pretty smooth and sexy. But mm-hmm. overall, it's it was a... What's that? It's... um, What song did they do? Do you remember? Oh, I yeah. just I just had it, too, and I forget. The Freak. So she oh, Freak yeah. Out. Yeah, it's Freak Out. Uh, it was It's a fun lip sync song, and I... Alaska... As much as I love her, her lip sync style is kind of awkward to watch to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's not really a dancer and she's not really like a lip syncer. I think she's more of a performer. Yeah. So those aren't really the ones that I'm looking, that's not what I'm looking to her for. So her lip syncs are just fine. And same with Katya. I think this whole season, she wasn't really giving it her all. I don't yeah. think she wanted to send anybody home. You know, during the deliberations before the lip sync, Alaska's talking to Tatiana and there is a weird tension because Alaska's saying one thing. And Tatiana's saying another, but you, the subtext is so different. You can tell Alaska's saying, you know, that Alaska talks is not really a thing, and I really don't know how I'm going to decide. And Tatiana's thinking, like, right, bitch, you're sitting my mm-hmm. ass home if you win. Yeah. And Which we find out that Katya also had Tatiana's lipstick, yeah. I believe, in episode three. So, yeah. you know. So she was going to, yeah, because but it, that shows you she's not in the cool kid club, you know? Uh, but I would have made the argument that Tatiana should have stayed. You know? Oh, over Roxy? Yeah. Abs- absolutely. I you think agree? So. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I th- Well, the problem is that you and I have the lenses on of knowing how Roxy performs for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think to jump way ahead that the Tati T set is so mm-hmm. much better than Roxy's wig glue. Like, I do oh, think that... a 100%. That Tatiana just had a lot more uh to give for this mm-hmm. show and I think is better at this game than Roxy who was really working this was Roxy's season to mend 
all bad blood that has ever been formed for her for doing mm. the show before. She did what Fifi wanted to do. The catch is, after seeing this season, I don't know if I'm excited to go to a Roxy Andrews show because she didn't really convert me into a Roxy fan after this season. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things where she overstayed her welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I agree. But we can get back to, to that. Uh, all right, well, why don't we end it on that note? Do I have an outro for this show? I feel like I made an outro, didn't I? I tried to hug you, though. (laughs) Follow Jay Ellis on Twitter at still underscore jealous. That's S-T-I-L-L underscore J-E-L-L-I-S. You can also follow him on Instagram at don't underscore B underscore jealous. It's D-O-N-T underscore B-E underscore J-E-L-L-I-S. You can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast.